Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. There were two more murders 15 miles away. We have a weird by one investigator as There are some criminals so vile that even a large crime can seem like just one more item in a very long list of horrible. On September 12, 1994, a man kidnapped a little boy from his school. This kidnapping was just one small yet heartbreaking component of a larger, more horrifying crime and criminal history committed by Franklin Delano Floyd. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Franklin Delano Floyd, born June 17, 1947, had a rough beginning. His father died shortly after his first birthday, and his working mother was forced to give him and his four siblings up. They were put into the care of the Georgia Baptist Children's Home, where he was bullied for being feminine, even being sodomized with a broomstick, and had his hand dipped in scalding water after being caught masturbating. He was placed into the custody of his sister in 1959, but kicked out for breaking into a nearby home for food. He then traveled to Indianapolis to search for his mother and found that she was a sex worker. The two forged legal documents to allow him to enlist in the army, but he was discharged six months later after his falsified papers were discovered. He began a life of burglary, one of which resulted in a shootout and parole violations. In 1962, he was sentenced to 10 to 20 years for the kidnapping of a four-year-old from a local bowling alley and her sexual assault. He escaped shortly after, while out for a medical errand, and fled to Macon, where he robbed over $6,000 from a bank and was convicted of robbery. In 1972, he was released on parole and a few months later forced a woman into her car and attempted to sexually assault her, but she was able to escape. A fellow convict posted his bail, and he was on the run as a fugitive under the name Brandon Williams. In 1974, he met Sandy Chipman, mother of four, at a North Carolina truck stop, and the two were married a month later. The pair and his four new stepchildren moved to Dallas, Texas. In 1975, Sandy was sentenced to 30 days in jail for passing bad checks, and while she served her time, she left the children with their stepfather. 
When she was released, she arrived to an empty house. Franklin had left and kidnapped the four children while she was gone. She was able to find her two middle daughters, but never found her older daughter, Suzanne, and her youngest son, Philip. Franklin resurfaces in 1989 and is now married to a woman named Tanya Don Hughes, and the two had an infant son named Michael Hughes. In April of 1990, despite his constant threats that he would find and kill her, Tanya ran away with a college student she was having a secret relationship with and took her son with her. That same month, the body of Tanya Hughes was found on the side of the highway 100 miles outside Oklahoma City. She was rushed to the hospital with severe bruises and a large hematoma at the base of her skull. It was surmised that she was hit by a car while walking from the convenience store near a Motel 6. When Franklin arrived at the hospital, he claimed that the pair were staying at the motel together, but he stayed behind and fell asleep while she left to buy some groceries. At the time of her death, Franklin and Tanya were suspects in the 1989 disappearance of an 18-year-old named Cheryl Ann Camesso, a girl who worked as an exotic dancer with Tanya and had been arguing with Franklin before disappearing. And now Franklin was the primary suspect in his wife's death. Shortly after the death of his wife, Franklin put their now two-year-old son into foster care and left the state. The boy was making remarkable progress with his new foster family and, by 1994, was in the process of being adopted by the family. Part of this process included establishing Michael's paternity. Franklin was arrested for parole violation around this time and a DNA test was done. It was discovered that Franklin was not Michael's biological father and, when he was released, he was denied the chance to regain custody on the grounds that he was not his father as well as his criminal history. That didn't stop Franklin from trying to get what he wanted, and on September 12, 1994, he showed up to the Indian Meridian Elementary School that Michael was attending and held the principal at gunpoint until he brought him to Michael's classroom. He then forced the pair into his truck, drove away, handcuffed the principal to the tree, and sped off with Michael. When he was arrested two months later in Kentucky, Michael was no longer with him. It is unclear what happened to the boy. There is some speculation that Franklin drowned him in a hotel bathroom shortly after the kidnapping. Some state that he is still alive, but cannot be located. The kidnapping of Michael began to unravel another unsolved mystery. In 2014, it was discovered that Michael's mother, Tanya, was actually Suzanne Savakis, the stepdaughter kidnapped by Franklin in 1975. He had raised her as his daughter under a different alias, Sharon Marshall, until she became his wife, Tanya Hughes, though it is believed that her sexual abuse started when she was just four years old. And the 18-year-old girl that the couple was believed to have kidnapped? Her remains were found in 1995, but remained a Jane Doe. In March of 1995, a mechanic found a large envelope that contained 97 photos, many of which showed a woman who was bound and severely beaten. The truck was traced back to Franklin Delano Floyd, and he was tried, convicted, and sentenced to death for the murder on the basis of the photographs found. The investigation into Michael and his mother's death are still ongoing, though Franklin, in 2014, admitted to the murder and disposal of Michael Hughes. His body has never been recovered. 
Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on September 13th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy-to-listen-to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.